Oh my lord, you wouldn't believe it. Oh yes I would. <laughs> I would suck his dick. <sighs> so what are you ladies discussing? Um... <clears throat> Books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club! Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. gang thanks for joining us this week for the nerd blitz book club i'm doom i'm fitz <laughs> it sounded like you said i'm tits i am tits but i'm also fitz uh both of these things are true yep uh, <laughs> and we're back with uh star wars dark disciple by christy golden chapters 14 and 15 right that is correct sir okay Whew. and this week, there's not a fucking shit ton going on, but... No, they're pretty short chapters. A lot of uh, a lot of the things we were waiting for are starting to happen. Last week... Oh, no la- shit. Last week, we had the the confession of Voss that he's a Jedi, or yes. maybe two weeks ago. This week, the other shoe drops. You know, you can cue that Barry White. Yeah, no shit. Let me see, let me see. Uh... No, it was it was last week when he confessed. Yeah. So yeah, and then all of a sudden it's ah. If you don't know what that means, that's hardcore fucking. Is that what it sounds like when you do it? (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Now this is the part where you make me feel better and say neither do I. We'll just we'll just go with that. So, yeah, uh, the pasty banshee she-witch knows that he's a Jedi, and now they're doing some hardcore humping. Yeah, they're, like, in love and shit. Mm-hmm, he's bringing her flowers and chocolates and giving her foot rubs, and she's ignoring him, and... <laughs> oh, wait, is... Sorry, I'm having flashbacks again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess let's get into it, huh? Starts out with him realizing how much, how how many oh, fuck I don't know how to say it. How much he's missed by being a Jedi. Oh yeah, it starts out with um, how Asajj is awakening all these things in him that he could never have before. Mostly like the fucking I guess, but yeah, there's been an awakening, all right. But yeah, but like you know the love and the attachment <laughs> and the the physical part of it and everything is, um, foreign. Yeah. And like, he's like this, I've, I've been missing out on this the whole time. This is fucking crazy. 
what's so bad about this? Yeah. Which, as we'll see, I don't know if it's because he's fucking getting balls deep, but we're going to see it's getting bad. We're kind of getting flashbacks of all the shit that's happened so far here because he's kind of talking about how he's grown used to being unorthodox and maverick for actually enjoying his force abilities. And Ventress is kind of pushing him more to enjoy those abilities. And then, like I said, they're flashing back to the chase with the fucking forearm dude. Yeah, their first bounty chase together. You can tell things are going to start getting dangerous because he's even saying, you know, in his thoughts that, like, you know, he's enjoying these new feelings and then giving them full reign, these things that he's repressed for so long. Yeah. So, so you know his his passion and his emotions are starting to get not as well in check or as well balanced. Yeah, I was going to say twisted, but yeah, that works too. Yeah. I'm trying to, again, glance real quick and read this. Because it's here, Ventress is starting to put him through the dark side training, I think. Right. Because let's, let's see, did they land on the planet yet? Yeah, they're on the planet. Yeah, they're on the... And she's starting to uh, build up his strength and agility and get yeah. him comfortable with killing for food and whatnot and build his endurance feels a lot like, um, well, without like the killing for food, but feels a lot like Luke's training on Dagobah. It's mostly like a fucking Rocky montage of running and mm-hmm. climbing and, you know, And it's that funny kind of you shit. say that. It's funny you say that because later in uh, this chapter, when she's talking about, you know, that's her village and shit, and the way she talks about her village and the cave, it sounds like the cave on Dagobah, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what I thought too. Because I, I was just reading this, and I'm waiting for it to be like, you know, only what you take with you. Because he, he basically asked, like, what's that, what's in there? And I'm waiting for it to be like, only what you take with you, son. Right, but she says it's her village. I was like, okay, well, fine, if you want to be like that. Yeah, she calls it a cave. Yeah. But I watched that episode of The Clone Wars, the Night the Night Sisters episode, where she goes back yeah. and becomes a Night Sister again. Yeah. And they show all of this stuff, all of this scenery that's being described in this book. Um yeah. even even like that the mountain with the face carved into it and you know, they show her go into that quote unquote cave. And yeah. it's not a fucking cave. <laughs> like it's yeah, a city it's, it's like city it's a city carved inside of a mountain. That's what I was gonna say. It seems like, you know It didn't look like a cave uh, at all. Yeah. Like it seems like you know those um Houses that were caved are carved into the side of that hill in what was it, New Mexico or Arizona by those ancient peoples? Oh yeah, like the Anasazi. Yeah, it seems sort of like that, but inside of the mountain completely, not just into the side. Yeah, pretty much. And I don't even think I realized it was inside of a mountain the first time I saw it on the show. Yeah, because like, I, I don't think I even knew it. I don't think I even realized it until I read this book. I thought it was just, yeah, you know. Just outside in a village. Right. And with the way that planet is, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Because it's so dark and moody and murky. Everything's red, so. That was one thing about those episodes is everything is really dark. Like, you can't. Yeah. You know, the character models aren't that dark, but, like, the the backgrounds and stuff are real dark. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you see Mother Talzin and shit. She's this shock of white. Mm-hmm. But her clothes are this deep, almost blood red. The fucking 
sky on the planet's blood red. Yeah. There's a lot of bloody, dark, evil red and blacks and shit going on, and there's shadows everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a fun place to have a vacation. Yeah. What I thought was cool um, watching this episode was like the first first time she went there and they show you the planet. As she's walking around, you can see like those sacks hanging from the trees and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, like the first time I saw it, it just looked like decoration, like um, like ornaments or something. Yeah. And, and it's not until, you know, the next season or later later in the season when they have that battle with Dooku that, this is when you figure, you know, you find out that there's dead Night Sisters inside of there. Yeah, and in here, she talks about why they did that, so that their sisters are never, you know, dead and gone. They're always right there with them. Yeah, and they they're hanging above the ground, so that they're between the sky and the earth, or the, between the sky and the ground. So they're not like rotting away and truly dead and gone, or well, gone. You can, you know, walk by and see a sister's. Basically, cocoon hanging from a tree. Yep. Which, I mean, that's fucked up in and of itself. Because, I mean, like, there's places in the world where, like, they bury above ground, like, down in Louisiana and shit because the ground's too marshy. But this is a whole nother level. But I guess that's what happens when you're fucking Sith witches or Force witches. You're a little cuckoo. Well, I mean, I was trying to be nice. But it's true. It's true. <laughs> But yeah, she's she's putting him through the paces of this training and talk about not the Jedi way. It's going to be really fucked up to see how, not just in the immediate chapters after, but how this training, and I say that in quotes, affects him because she's trying to force him to kill so he gets okay with it mm-hmm. and break him away from that Jedi way of training. Like, you don't kill jack shit no matter what. Right, they, you have to get away from compassion and empathy, and you have to be totally fine with killing innocent things in cold blood. And not just for, like, food and shit. Just no, just for because, fun. for sport. Yeah, just, cause, just to enjoy it, just to feel that rush of power. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she spends a lot of time fucking walking him through that. Which, right. again, this this chapter right here, it's not all that fucking meaty. Honestly, it's one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven pages of mostly montage. Mm-hmm. Where, and there's some moments where, like, they're walking through and she points out her village, and then there's another part here where they're talking about uh, weaponry and shit before or after she goes out for a hunt to get their food, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back to what we were talking about, about killing, she asks him if he remembers their first day there and right here he says I'll never forget it and reaches out to touch her cheek that right there means they was fucking that night too which I wouldn't I'm gonna mention this again later or probably in a future episode but that's something I wanted to talk about there's a lot of fucking explicit sexiness in this yeah and and it's not like I'm prude or anything, but this was a kid's show after all, and this shit is pretty overt. It's not like, you know, it could zip over a kid's head. So I'm wondering how much was in the script and how much was Christy Golden saying, oh, it's not a TV show anymore? I'm sure a lot of it was embellished for the book. Or, you know, not necessarily embellished, but it, it's more... Brought because, to the because forefront? They, 
Well, no, but because they have to describe what's going on, it probably yeah. it's it seems more explicit than it really is. And it might just be because I've got such a fucked up imagination. I'm seeing. Oh, fucking... for sure, I was seeing all kinds of crazy shit like that. I know yeah, was I not mean... that I know was not in this book. <laughs> I know it seems like he's you know rubbing her cheek. He's popping a tent, rubbing her cheek and shit, and she's flooding her britches. Yeah, well, there's, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of touching and tender hand holding and face touching and stuff like that. And I know, um, and, and it wouldn't have it. In the show, I don't think it would have seemed as as uh, tawdry. Yeah, but it <laughs> but, does. But, like I said, but I since think it's it... but since it's taking place completely in our own brains, yeah, um, the things are a little um, corrupted. You can in just there. see him putting his hand down on her thigh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and she, by the way, she she summons his she summons his snake. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. But I just want to be clear. What? You bitched at me last week for fucking, oh, don't make Star Wars <laughs> dirty. Fuck you. You were fucking making Scooby dirty, so turn about fair play. This is true. <laughs> I feel I feel so ashamed. <laughs> and I mean, come on. Scooby's even more innocent. There's no sister kissing in that. Mm, that's true. I was going to say, what are you fucking pausing for? I was just double checking. My brain. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I guess it is. It's just my fucked up brain, and I see fucking wood popping and panties flooding, cause it seems really dirty. Well, I I wouldn't. I guess I didn't go as far as you, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I told you once before. Very few people do. <laughs> but yeah, they they leave no they leave no doubt what's going on between these two. So. I guess they made it more overt because I'm the type that if you're subtle, it go it will go right past me. Oh, because you want to talk about books? That whole Ron Hermione thing in the Harry Potter books—I never saw that coming. What? Like they were, they started, they started doing that shit in the movies, and it's like, wait, where is this coming from? And then all of a sudden, in the books, they're fucking, and it's like, wait, what? Well, I don't think they actually did in the book, did they? Well, I mean, they ended up married in the books. Well, yeah, but it it. It didn't seem, like, overt until, like, six or seven, to me at least. They seem more like brother and sister to me. No, it seemed like more than that. It seemed more like um, they liked each other but were, like, retarded about it. <laughs> yep, see, that just went right over my head. Yeah. Till all of a sudden they're trying to put it in. <laughs> I don't remember that part happening in the movies. Well, I mean... I'm talking about the books. I didn't see it coming until, like, the sixth book. Well, no, I mean the part where he's trying to put it in. I don't remember that happening. Well, I mean, either. it had to have happened. They had kids together. Well, yeah. Oh, they you didn't mean, have to show it. Oh, you mean you didn't you didn't see the part coming at the end where they, they all meet up when they're adults? No, any of it. Any of it oh. of them getting together. I did not see it coming whatsoever. Hmm. They started fucking doing it in the movies, like, in the second movie, all of a sudden, she's running up, she shakes Harry's hand, but she's fucking hugging on Ron, trying to unbuckle his belt or something. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, you're like 12 years old, slow the fuck down. She's advanced, man, what can you say? I guess, that time petrifi petrified let her think. You gotta watch the mousy ones. I guess. The, the scholarly ones are the ones you gotta watch out for. Where can you find some of these chicks again? Um... 
I don't know. You know, I used to get a lot of shit when I was little because you know that all girls Catholic school out there on Gravois, uh, what is it, Corriezu? Okay. I used to get shit all the time when I was a kid because I always said it was my dream to go to that school. Nobody ever understood it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, Star Wars. That went off on a tangent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> I just caught a spot in the book that was really fucking dirty out of context. Uh, she's, again, teaching him how to be more ruthless and tap into that dark side shit. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the snake comes back. You remember that part? Yeah. <laughs> all, all I seen was the creature's head throttling. And I saw, ah! <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, anyway, the, uh, the snake that she that she called out in the previous chapter and, and like, force choked it to death. Here's his buddy. Yeah, here's his buddy. She's going to have, she makes Voss try to do the same thing as part of his training. And he needs to, like, control this this snake and eventually force choke it, just like she did. And I thought it was interesting how he starts to do it and he doesn't he's not smooth enough about it yeah and and it immediately knows that something's trying to choke it and so it gets all agitated and strikes back at him cuz you got to i guess you can't just uh can't just full on vader choke these things you got to like do it subtly and slowly and before they know it then they're they can't breathe or maybe not even that you've just got to be a little bit more quicker about it because he was kind of hesitating yeah, he definitely didn't want to do it. He was not okay with it. Which, again, he's a fucking master Jedi. Why would he? Right, but that, but that's what she's trying to do is break him down and get him away from that. And Yeah. For a good reason, as it turns out, as we'll find out in a couple chapters from now, which which I didn't Spoilers! see that part coming. Spoilers! Yeah, I'm just saying, like, just remember this. This part where she's trying to get him to, to control a creature and then kill it. Yeah. It might come back to... Fucking... Yeah, and I don't know why I didn't see that coming. Yeah. We'll see, there again. I'm I'm more about the fucking... I've said this many times. For me, it's more about the journey than the destination. I don't start fucking trying to predict what's going to happen with shit. No, so I don't, tr- I don't times, try to, but usually it, it just happens. It just clicks, yeah, 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 and I'm like, oh, this is where that's going. But I don't, I don't do that. Unless I'm, like, watching a mystery or something, like Monk or Scooby-Doo or Psych, then it's like, okay, I'm going to try to solve this before they do. Right. Anything else, I don't fucking try to predict it or let my mind go to predicting it. It's just like, let's see what happens. I know, I'm weird. Leave me alone. So anyway, he charms, he charms this, this super venomous snake or whatever and uh, gets it wrapped around his arm and starts to force choke it and it freaks out and... Uh, Homeboy ends up getting bit. Yeah, I was going to say, bit the fuck out of him. Yeah, and um, apparently it's pretty painful. Um, <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah, and um, he's like, you know, <laughs> are you going to help me? And she just fucking... She's like, no, son, you just got to ride this out. She said it won't kill <laughs> you, but it's going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> so like, she makes him ride the snake, dude. What? You never heard that? What did you say? <laughs> I said she makes him ride the snake go on, <laughs> to go on the journey. No, I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> it's from an SNL sketch a long time ago. Oh. You say ride the snake and I'm going back to them fucking. Yeah. That's also from a Doors song. 
Oh. Well, her exact quote isn't fucking, fuck you, ride the snake, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, well, in the, do- in the, yeah, in the Doors song, it was kind of like, uh, ride the snake was kind of like a trip. Yeah. And which is what he does, goes on a, a venom-induced acid trip. I've heard of, like, puffing the magic dragon with the marijuana, but <laughs> I haven't heard shit about riding snakes. Yeah. That's too fucky for me. So, anywho, her exact quote when he's trying to get her to help him is, uh, the pain will let you access your rage. Accept it as punishment for your failure. Oh, that's right. She gets all pissy with him. I know, and it's like, what if you're wrong, bitch? <laughs> I don't remember a scene where she got bit and somebody was like, oh, deal with it, fuckhead, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't see her training at the hands of Dooku, really. I'm sure it wasn't pleasant. True, but, I mean, this seems more like, well, I guess not, I don't know. And leave me alone! <laughs> she knows it's not lethal. She, I mean, she says it's not lethal. Yeah, she says that, but how the fuck does she know? This is a Dathomir snake. Yeah. Which, did Mother Talzin let her get bit by a snake and be like, fucking deal with it, bitch? Yeah. Flip no, her but... off back into the, her cave? No, but she's probably knowledgeable enough about that planet to know. I don't know. Seems it's kind not, of she says it me. has its. She says it has, the venom's not lethal, but it has its uses, so I'm guessing somewhere in Night Sister lore they culture yeah they have they have rituals or something that probably uses it to send them on trips like this to have these fucked up visions and dreams and shit yeah i guess all i'm saying is it seems really cold man well and i mean that's where it goes after that's the end of chapter 14 basically as he he passes out from the venom and then 15 he has starts. A bad trip, yeah. yeah, 15 starts with the the bad trip that he's having while he's asleep, while he's passed out. Yeah, and I mean they don't really go in depth on what the trip was, you know? No, not really. It was more like just a bunch of nightmares. I would like to see what his nightmares are. Well, it says visions of shadows and slaughter and pain, both caused and received. So it sounds like a real dark side type uh journey. And then then Asajj was, like, in the middle of all the dreams. I just read these. You would think I would remember it. Yeah, well, I'm just looking at them right now. That's why I still remember. I know. (laughs) But, yeah, he wakes up and finds his lightsaber, what, laying on his chest or something? Yeah, I think so. And she's there whispering in her fucking witchy ways. I'm going with the gray, with gray's uh, version of Ventress from the micro-series. So, cut me a little slack. Okay. <laughs> she says, Time to test your Jedi training, my sweet. And he finds his lightsaber and... What, did I scare you into silence? No, I was... No, I'm following along. <laughs> okay, <laughs> anywho. He finds his lightsaber within reach. And all of a sudden, she starts fucking with him hardcore. Comes at him with her lightsaber activated and... Yep, he's still fucking woozy. Yeah, so he's yeah he's still all fucked up from the from the venom, and she's coming at him with her lightsabers on. Yeah, they have to they fight. She tries to kill him, practically. Uh, yeah, I think she basically says that she's trying to kill him to see if he's fucking worthy enough. Yeah, to see if he can survive. And Mm -hmm. he even says like he did. You know, she takes a swing at him, and he doesn't even recognize that it's not that she's not playing until almost too late. Yeah. Like, he barely he barely reacts to defend himself because he didn't think it was real. 
Yeah, and like there's a there's a part right here where he he's thinking about how he's unwilling to harm her because he's fucking balls deep in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that episode? <laughs> no. Oh, you don't remember the balls deep episode of the Cleveland show? No, I never really watched the Cleveland show that much. Oh, <laughs> you're a little fuck. Some of those songs on that show were awesome. <laughs> God damn. We got to watch some of that, man. That's awesome. Okay. I'm sure you can find that on your net. What's it and your ama who's it's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on there. Anywho, he's, <laughs> I was going to make the joke again, but now I'm fucking talking to somebody. Who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <sighs> he's unwilling to hurt her basically. Cause he's in love with her. And they start fighting again. And she's pretty much just mocking him the whole time, just trying to make him mad. Mm-hmm. So he's like... I guess trying to fucking get that... Get his Irish up. Hey, we're both Irish. Leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. Trying to get his Irish up so, you know, he can tap into the hate and tap into the dark side. Mm-hmm. And then, then finally he does start getting pissed off. And it's like, once he starts fucking getting really pissed off, that's when she starts kind of letting up a little, right? Yeah, is she letting up, or is he just getting stronger and, and overpowering her, kind of? Well, that's what I mean, is, like, he's starting to fucking step up to the challenge, and she's like, okay, we're done, is what it seemed like to me. Yeah, she's just trying to bring out his anger and show him mm-hmm. how much, how if he taps into that, how much stronger he could be. Yeah, and it, it's basically, most of this chapter is just a brutal game of cat and mouse, which begs the question from me, if he wasn't strong enough, even though they've fucking gone skin to skin, would she have actually killed him? I don't know, because she seems like she's pretty she's pretty resigned to the fact that once this mission's over, they're done. Yeah. They'll, they'll go their separate ways. So, well, I mean, she's, she even says later, several times that, yeah, that she just tries to enjoy the time that they have right now, because soon it will be over. Yeah, 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 but you're jumping ahead. Shh. No, no, but I'm saying it in in real in in the the context of would she have killed him? Uh, probably. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think she's allowed herself yet to be that attached to him. I don't know. I think part of her is, but she's not fully. Her icy uh, heart is not fully melted yet. I don't know, because the way again, maybe it's just me, but the way they're fucking looking at each other and acting with each other, it seems like. There's a chance that she'd take him to the brink and be like, no, you need more training. But then there's that always that chance where she'll just tell him, hey, you're weak and slice his head off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hard to tell because, like, she knows she can't take down Dooku on her own, so she would have to train him. But, I mean, she's going to have to fuck him up a little bit to try to drive her point home, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like I said, most of the chapter is just them cat and mouse back and forth fighting scrapping whatever and then she basically puts a stop to it and breaks down what she feels he has to do which is this old fucking night sister ritual isn't it yeah so she takes him she finally tells him that he's he's ready now to go inside that uh, her village where she said earlier that you know you're not ready to go in because you might not come out she takes him in there and that's where she lays out the the next test. The plan. Yeah, well yeah. the next the next test, the I guess his final test probably. Uh yeah, it seems that way. 
so I guess we should say that like this this chap these chapters were short, but they're supposedly cover like weeks. So there's paragraphs oh, yeah, yeah. there's paragraphs where they're just you know they say this and that, but that you know contains like things like the weeks went by or you know yeah it's again it's mon these two chapters are real montage it's right. a lot of training and fucking hunting and right so they've been doing this for a long time preparing. before they get to this point yeah the way we're describing it it sounds like well they just started and now they're done but it's kind of hard to fucking inject a sense of time when the chapters are this short mm-hmm that's why I, I suggested earlier in the week. Do you want to try doing three chapters for this week? Because, I mean, there is a lot in here, but not a lot happens. Right. It's a lot of, again, paragraphs of, basically, they train for a long time. It all seems like it would have been, you know, maybe two to five minutes on TV. Or, yeah, or it could have been even the before the episode, like the... Last time on yeah. Star Wars. Right. The intro yeah. where, they, where they show like what's been happening. Yeah. Like, that seems where they would have stuck a lot of this stuff. Then the episode itself would have probably started with this part right here where she tells them, you know, where she takes them into the village. That or it would have started with the snake thing. Oh, yeah, it could be. And, it, and maybe showed you some of the shit that happened in his fucking trip. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think that the more I think about it, that actually seems like the more logical place to start it. Because then you can do that trip, the acid trip, then you got the whole chase, and then you slow down after all of that by going into the, quote, cave. Right. And, it, yeah, it even says here, like, he he expected it to be some kind of primitive primitive thing, but when they, when they walked in and it's all, like, this grand architecture and carved statues and... Actually, I was thinking it, it reminded me of... Um, it almost seems like a temple. It sounds like, well, I mean, I've seen it in the episode, but when I was reading the description, it sounded more like uh, that fucking city in uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, that famous city oh, that's yeah, in the camp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I can't think of the name of it now. The exterior of it is Petra. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. That's, that's but you know, in once you go inside that temple, the, it's just like a small room, right? Yeah, there's nothing it, inside what they of it, show- really. Yeah, what they showed in Indiana Jones is Hollywood magic. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, like, literally, it's just a small little little uh, room because it, it was a temple, I, if I remember right. Because I've been watching a lot of shit on PBS about that in the last fucking three to six months because they've been running that type of shit a lot. Yeah, and you know there's a, there's this show called An Idiot Abroad? Um, yeah, with The Ricky uh, Gervais thing. Yeah, with Carl. Yeah. Yeah. One of the episodes is he goes, he goes there, and oh, cool. there are there are people who live on the other side of that canyon. Oh, is there? In like caves that are carved in the fucking wall. Like there are people that like um, almost like hobos or something, but they just like go and they they live there. So oh, he goes. No so shit. he has yeah. So he has to go and stay the night with. Um, I think that's where it was at. Was Petra? Um, that that sounds like it'd be a real interesting watch. Did he ever go to, like, Egypt or anything? As we've previously discussed, like Sunday Jeff, I'm pretty obsessed with Egypt. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I can't remember if he went there, but he he does go to India and gets extremely yeah. ill. Huh. And um, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, back to Star Wars. I just thought, um, while we were talking about Petra, I would throw that in there. Because I, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Like, yeah, that's kind of cool. fucked up. Well, I mean... 
just to stay on Petra for a second, if you don't mind, on PBS, there's this show called Time Scanners, mm-hmm. where, like, they were trying to figure out how the fuck they did this, because the way it's carved looks really fucking hard, and it, mm-hmm. on the walls of it, they can see this step design that they carve into the mountain to, like, carve part of the front of it, and then, you know, they carve the steps down, and then they carve some more of the front, mm-hmm. and I... I think it was Petra. At one point, there was a ramp that went up to the doorway to it. But over time, the ramp just got buried. Oh. That's nothing to do with Star Wars, but I thought Hmm. that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I like all that shit. I was an archaeology major for a while. Well, I mean, from listening to JJ2E, you were a lot of things for a while. Yeah, I was a lot of things for a while. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Fitz. But, anywho... I... Yeah. Hey, you steal my fucking catchphrase. Back off. Anywho. Yeah, so he's looking around at the city, this village. You know, it's like a really beautiful place, except for the fact that it's just dripping with dark side energy. Yeah. There's a funny little line here where she tells him, don't worry, this part of the test's over, and he says, can't say that I'm sorry. Now what? Or what now? Oh, yeah, after she after she turns off her lightsaber and is like, we're done with this part. Yeah, because like I said, it seems like he's starting to fucking beat her back, and that's when she's like, okay, we're done, stop. Yeah, and then he's kind of like, oh, oh, so this was just a test. Because for a minute, he wasn't even sure that this was a part of the test. Like, I think he, he, he did think she was trying to kill him. It sort of felt like maybe he thought he was still in the dream, maybe. Oh, that too, yeah. But yeah, she starts telling him about the... Uh, night sisters and their magic and like this fluid called the water of life that is a com- uh, component in their magic right and they do use that in in that episode the night sister episode on the oh did they mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's what spoilers i think it's what they used to put Maul back together uh... in that night sisters episode dooku leaves her for dead and she's all fucked up and yeah wounded and uh, she goes back to the Night Sisters, like half dead, and they put her on this table and they pour that water all over her, and then that's what yeah. heals her and gets her back to. Her. But then, if that's my what if my memory's smarts back in her, yeah, and if my memory's correct, that's also how they they healed uh, Darth Maul and put him put him back together. All his, although his was like even more. Um, yeah, half extreme. his body was gone, so they yeah. had a lot of work to do there. Yeah, see, I I thought it was just like. Them doing their hocus-pocus, waving their hands in the air and, like, the red mist or whatever was Mm -hmm. doing it. But now that you say that, it seems to remember... I seem to remember, like, shit coming out of a pool of water somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a component. I mean, they do wave their hands and do force magic type shit, but they have have different components to all their spells. But I thought it was just the hocus-pocus shit. He's asking where it comes from, if it's the lakes, because in this village, there's lakes all over full of kind of murky water. She tells him, no, it's harvested, and then goes on to tell him that in these pools somewhere, there's a thing called the sleeper, which in this chapter, she doesn't really give a good description of. It's just a beast in the water. And it's like a night sister rite of passage that supposedly you have to summon this beast out of the water and control it with the dark side with dark side uh, powers and then get it to 
like cut off a piece of its body or something, or they, they cut off a piece of its body and that's where this water of life comes from. Or this this component for for making the water of life comes from from a piece of this thing's body. Yeah, they they've got to force it to remove a part of its body, and they use that as an ingredient uh, to boil with the water from the pool and other shit to make the water of life. Right, and this is like a night sister, right? And that's how you become that's how you a come of age, sister. or yeah, or yeah, you're you're a made man after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's a real ancient beast of some kind, and the stories go back to the earliest days of her sect of the Night Sisters, because like she says right here, the stories go back to the earliest days of my clan. Mm-hmm. So that's got me wondering, like, how many different groups of Night Sisters are on this planet? Because oh, yeah, as... I didn't, I didn't even think of that. Or, or is she just saying the Night Sisters are her clan? I don't know, because see. Last week I said that I'd started reading those Voss comics. I uh, got into the second story in that, and Voss crash lands on the on Dathomir. He lands like right near an encampment. The witches grab him. He's made a slave because on that version of Dathomir, all the men were slaves. Well, after the hard day of work, another group of Night Sisters comes and attacks. So I'm wondering if. This version is like the EU Legends version where all over the planet there's different sects of the Night uh, Sisters because, I mean, look at, like, where Savage and his friend came from. That was a village that they used for, like... For slaves, basically, yeah. Yeah, basically for slaves. And yeah. every once in a while they'd pick somebody out for one of whatever they needed. Right. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I wonder, it could be, it could be that they're not different clans of night sisters but they're clans of female you know that whatever they are yeah um, like different of those all over the place but there's only one yeah like different well there's yeah, different there's only, clans of sith witches well not even of sith witches but of but of these um yeah and maybe yeah maybe they do practice some witchcraft well, I was gonna or whatever say, there's, but there's different only clans one of, yeah yeah like the night sisters are the major league yeah 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 like the Night Sisters are, you know, the cream of the crop, but yeah, that's where you turn pro. Groups. Yeah, and there's different groups of. They're not called Night Sisters, but they're Sith witch types around the planet. Yeah, because we only just saw this one stretch of the planet where Grievous comes in with the droids. Later in the series, he comes in with the droids and you know wipes them all out. Spoilers. We just see that clan, and then this group of dudes that they have in training for whatever they might need them for. So there's got to be more people on this planet. Yeah. And, and they just haven't really talked about it. Yeah, you know there 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 are, there must be, because there are no male Night Sisters. So how do they yeah, make more well, Night Sisters? Uh-huh. That's where Savage's clan and the the males all live together. Well, see, in these comics, again, they use the men as slaves to, like, build shit for them and whatnot. Yeah, and, and then at night they'll like come in, grab one, and use him for breeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So either they get more night sisters, or you know, say they get more, a male is born, they throw the male into the encampment with the other slaves. I guess. Yeah. So I I could see that happening in this too. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's exactly how it works. I, I'd have to go back yeah. and, and watch the 
the Savage origin episode. My memory is similar to that. I don't really think they go in depth on it. No, not terribly in depth, but it's it's all like implied. Yeah. Well, this doesn't imply it. They flat out fucking say it. <laughs> and as I said earlier, that's what I need. If you want me to get something, just fucking say it. Don't be subtle. Tell me. Um. So yeah, she tells him she's gonna have to, or he's gonna have to, go down into the water, get the sleeper out, and control it. Yeah, he's gonna basically have to do perform this this night sister ritual. Yeah, and basically do what she did to the snake, just to this huge fucking ancient monster creature. And he's ready to go. He's, he wants to do it now. He thinks he can do it. But what he doesn't understand is you can't use light side force abilities yeah, to control got this thing. It has to be the... Yeah, she's telling him that it must be... in the dark side. Yeah, it must be the dark side that you use, or otherwise it's, he won't obey you. Like you said, he's ready to fucking get it on. She's like, nah, I need to tell you more about this. Yeah, and she tells him, now you know I wanted you to build up your endurance. Your next exercise will require swimming and holding your breath. And that brings us to the end of chapter 15. Yeah, some night swimming. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many people will get that reference. I don't know. Hopefully a lot of people that listen to this. So yeah, that's the end of chapter 15 and sets up what, you know, we're going to next. Which sounds like it's going to be huge, doesn't it? That's what she said. Eh, fuck off. But, yeah. Hey, my God, stop saying that! Ah, God damn it, I forgot you were going to do that. (laughs) I forgot, too, until I said fuck off, and I was like, nope! (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's not funny! (laughs) And you're just sitting there like, this punishment does not fit the crime! (laughs) It doesn't. It's cruel and unusual. Oh my god, then stop it! So yeah, what do you think of these two chapters? Um, they're fine. Not much happening. I mean, it does set up the next two chapters. I'm not totally thrilled about the 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 sleeper, that whole trope, you know? Yeah. I'm not totally, like, impressed with that. That seems kind of, I don't want to say lame, but kind of like, mm. I guess this comes with, you know putting a few episodes in one book but with these chapters what i've started to notice and again i stand by what i said last time this is really well written it's quickly becoming one of my favorite books ever but a lot of this book seems like okay now let's do this okay that's done let's muddle around for a bit okay now we got to do this okay that's done things do happen and end quickly yeah there's not a ton of carryover yeah it seems like maybe this should have been a couple books instead of just one because shit just happens too fast and it's like, well, I want to know more about that and it's like, too bad, we're on to the next thing that they've got to do that they'll resolve really quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. And then there's always the possibility that if she did go in-depth, it would be like, move the fuck on, lady. Yeah, you got to have that balance. Cause, yeah, because she'd, yeah. she'd have to fill in a lot of blanks. Yeah. But I mean, let's see, we're, what, 141 pages in now? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be depressed if it was a 200-page book. I mean, I think the price is a little steep for that, but... Oh, yeah. Whether it's yeah. the hardcover oh, you know or what the softcover. You know what they should have done? Graphic novel. Yeah, that would have really fucking worked. Take, take, all, take, every, take each arc and make it a graphic novel. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would have been perfect. I didn't even fucking think about that. But they wanted something for their new canon, so... That's what I was going to say. Then you wouldn't have this sweet fucking list in the front. Because, you know, that's something that kind of bugs me, too. Like, they say everything is canon now. All the comics, all the books, all the everything. Yeah, that's right not, here, not going to stay true. I know. But it's like, right here it just says the Del Rey Star Wars timeline. It's like, if everything's canon, why don't you have a fucking list of everything in order where it's supposed to be? I mean, I know they didn't do that last time and with the EU, but still, this is all canon now. That's what they keep fucking pushing. Everything is canon now. It's all connected, just like Marvel. It's all connected. Oh, you think but, they should have not just the Delry books, but like all of the shit? All the comics? Yeah, all like the... fucking Shattered Empire, Kanan, Last Padawan. Put all of that shit in there in order where it's supposed to go. Because I don't think there's an official list anywhere of what goes where when. Yeah. And they've got that list. The story group has to have that list because. Oh, I think again, StarWars.com probably has that list. Oh, does it? Probably. I would. I would be surprised if they didn't. But well, this is. Well, I guess we need. But this we is need just. To look I into mean, that. Just like it says, this is the Del Rey. Yeah, I know, but timeline. Yeah, I know, but it's 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 a, a timeline. Yeah, well, I mean, just saying, it's a timeline of their books. I know. Because even, though the, even though the movies front. are in there, Del Rey prints the movie adaptations. I know. So that's, you know, I don't know. Just saying. It just kind of bugs me that it's all canon now, but you've only got the books here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You just have to go to a different place where everything's aggregated. We'll have to check StarWars.com sometime to see if they do have yeah. an official canon of everything. I'm almost positive that they have it. I hope so. Because as far as I know, there's only... Uh, Fan created lists. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Well, like, I think IGN has one, and then that's the oh, uh, maybe UK that's what I'm thinking site. of. There's a UK site, uh, StarWarsBooks.co or something. .co.uk. I'm pretty sure they have one. Hmm. Okay. Because that's, that's the list I used for the to put my books, my uh, EU books, in order. Because... The list that was in the front of the EU books, it was totally fucking wrong. They had the Order 66 novel set before Episode 3, and it happens, you know, after Episode 3, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. oh my god. Oh, so fucking mental. Stupid Star Wars people. Oh my god! Oh god. <laughs> I only do it because it makes me laugh, man. Well, how about thank yous? Do they make you laugh? No, but they're desperately needed. Again, for the um, theme song that we use for both this and the main pod, we've got to thank J. Sarge, at the J. Sarge on Twitter. He's got his own podcast now called, what, Jeff Knows Nothing? Yeah, Jeff with one F. Don't forget that. It's on SoundCloud. It's really good. I, I know. It's really good. It's really short, quick. Unlike this bullshit. Yeah, he doesn't really ramble. Well, he kind of does, but he does it quickly, so... Unlike this bullshit? Unlike this bullshit. Uh, it's on... I know it's on SoundCloud, because that's how I listen to it. Yeah, I think I'm that's sure the... it's on iTunes. Uh, I don't think so. I think I I think I saw him say, fuck iTunes. Okay, well then. That's not our stance, but if that's the way he feels, good for yeah. him. I, I don't, I don't More think... More power to I don't him. think it is. I could be wrong. Maybe just not there yet, but um, it's definitely on SoundCloud. And then... 
I think you can find it through his site, which I think is Jeff, again, with one F, knowsnothing.blogspot.com. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, then we've got at Sherry Says on Twitter. Sherry, she's the amazing fucking artist that did our uh, logo. Mm-hmm. Now available um, now available on merchandise at redbubble.com. Yes, indeedy do day. Just go there and uh, search Nerd Blitz for some pretty awesome looking shit designed by her. And she's got a YouTube channel, which I think is youtube.com slash user slash Sherry Archinoff. I should have that link right here, but I forgot. And then we have the two ladies who do the intro you hear every week at the top of the show, at Batcat37 and at... Three ladies, but we're only going to thank two of them. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Batcat37 and at TESD Groupie. Yay. Um, We need to plug this more often. We're available on iTunes... Google Play. NerdBlitz.com. Yeah, NerdBlitz.com. How the fuck could I forget that? Mm, I don't know. You can find us. We're part of the High Alt Pod Network. You can find them at HighAltPod.net. As always, follow us on Twitter at NerdBlitzPod. I'm at the Scooby Doom. You are... At Fitzman73 and at JJ2End if you care to check out my other stuff. Yeah, his other podcast that he does with his sister. Almost never. Yeah, well... It's yearly. It's starting to be that way. <laughs> I know. You ne- you two need to get on the fucking ball, man. Yeah, I don't have enough to edit. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> to be, to be um, honest, I'm, to be honest, I'm kind of thankful that we don't record that much. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have time to put it out anyway. Yeah. What was the other? Oh, my other Twitter account is at TSDJA Production. And I think that's it, right? I think that's it. Okay, come back next week when we read more of Star Wars Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. Bookmark it. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.